Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Once again, joined with Phil Putney. I'm Mark Killian. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, Mark. Glad to get back at it again. So, yep. Rocking and rolling, plugging away. Yep, yep. Making, back in the saddle. <laughs> back in, making the retirement <laughs> dreams come true, so to speak. That's right. That's right. Well, good. Good. Well, so we've got a, a little bit of a, I guess you maybe could say a downer conversation today, but it's an important one. So, you know, in your yeah. line of work, what you do, it's inevitable. I mean, it's inevitable in life that we are going to lose a loved one, right? I mean, it yep. just happens. One of us is going to go before the other. And then what you do, it's par for the course. It's the nature of the beast. It's you're, you're, you deal with this quite often because right clientele base, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something we actually plan for when we're doing right. a financial plan is run scenarios part of our, what we call stress testing the plan. Yep. You know, what happens when that happens, you know, yeah. and what happens if somebody passes early? Yeah. You know, and because not- that, that's usually where it's, it's more detrimental to the right. a plan in a surviving spouse than if it happens kind of a, a normal life event. Yeah. You know, later in life. So, and it's not fun. It's not pleasant to want to talk about or think about. But if you take a little time ahead of time to deal with the fact that it is part of life and you you set a few things in motion, you can certainly make that transition much easier on the surviving spouse. So, you know, as we, as we know, you know, again, the mortality rates are what they are. No one's getting out of here alive. We're all going to pass away at some point. Right. Right. So, so, you know, kind of take the onus to say, look, it's not pleasant, but let's have that chat. Let's get a little planning done. So today's topic is going to be the difficulty of financial planning after the loss of a spouse versus, you know, ahead of time. Uh, So I've got a few things here for you. I just kind of want to run past you and just kind of get your take. Now, through your many years of doing this, if somebody has come into you, not a client, maybe a a prospective client, Mm -hmm. and they've already lost a spouse or just recently, what is typically on their, like, you know, not on an emotional standpoint, a financial, what's the biggest concern usually when you've encountered that? It kind of depends on what their um, role has been in the, the finances. I mean, okay. unfortunately, um, a lot of spouses aren't involved, you know, especially right. not to be, you know, too stereotypical in, in that, but I mean, usually the male is the one that handles the finances. Maybe the, the female does. I mean, it's our household. My wife doesn't understand the finances, doesn't really want to. Right. You know, other than is there enough money in the bank to do what she wants and that kind and, of thing. And it's Murphy's and, Law, I would imagine, too. It almost always seems like the person who does pass away first is the one who handled the stuff, be it man or woman. Usually it's the case. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so I mean, that, that's the, the number one concern is, okay, well, I don't even understand this. What's going on? Right. You know, I, I was just used to, you know, doing what we needed to do, spending the money, you know. It was theirs. So. Right. So, they're already, they're already in an emotional state. And right. they're already behind and they're behind the eight ball because they're not understanding what's going on. So hopefully today's podcast will kind of give us some things to think about to not be, you know, to not put somebody in that position, especially obviously right. someone we love and care about. Uh, so when a spouse passes on, what are some immediate challenges, Phil, that the remaining spouse is left to deal with? Give us a few bullet point items that sure. we could consider. I mean, the first one is, is there's always going to be a loss of income, you know, and, and that's just an absolute given, first of all, from Social Security. I mean, the, the okay. fact of Social Security is, you know, so whichever one's higher, whether it was their own or whether it was the spouse that passed, mm-hmm. 
you know, they retain their benefit, but if they get that benefit, they lose theirs. Right. You know, so they were as a household, a couple together before had two benefits at the end, there's only one, it's the highest. So there's going to be a loss if they're pretty equal in earnings and social security, it could be half of the social security benefits gone. And that's pretty sizable. And you I think know, most of us, yep. we, I think we realize that, but until it actually happens, you like, I think we know it like in our mind, right. you know, that's going to come down the pike, but then we don't do some steps to prepare for it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm short a lot of money. Now what? Right. You know, or pensions is another thing, you know, Looking at that pension option when you're first making the election, if you haven't worked with somebody in financial planning and run the numbers, mm-hmm. it's pretty tempting to say, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to take the bigger number. Oh, we're going we're, we're gonna to live a long time. And, and if it plays out that way, that's great. But what happens if? You know, and that's like we talked in the beginning. We run these kind of stress tests with clients when we've done a financial plan. Obviously, the planning in the beginning is planning as though live full life expectancies. Everything right. plays out like we would hope. Right. But then what happens if it doesn't? You know, what, what if one of these events happens with one of the spouses passing so you can see, is there a need for life insurance? And that's one of those kind of overlooked pieces of retirement. Most people think, oh, I'm in retirement. I don't need life insurance anymore. Yeah. That's back when I had a mortgage and kids were in school. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Which is not necessarily the case. There's oftentimes, at least for a period of time, and we run a stress test showing, okay, if somebody passes today or five years or 10 or 15 years down the road, you know, what is that need? Right. And it may or may not be needed in your particular situation, but every situation is different. That's why you do it. Uh, Another place I think, Phil, that people really overlook it. And again, it's kind of common sense, but you're in an emotional state and also just habit is taxes. You've been, let's, you've been married 30, 40 years and you're filing married jointly, right? And you, right. you lose a spouse and it's just, it's not something you're thinking about, but the next go around, you're in a different tax bracket. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's what we call the, the widow's penalty, so to speak, because oftentimes, again, when we're running a plan and, and doing the math out with a married couple at a higher level of income, a surviving spouse, even though the income has dropped, oftentimes gets pushed into a higher bracket. Right. But you're thinking, well, how can that be? How is that fair? You know, and right. I mean, we have the same tax brackets, but the challenge is, is as a single, those brackets now get cut in half. Yeah. So even with a lower income, that surviving spouse gets pushed into the higher bracket. And it's right. half in the lower brackets. I mean, it's not quite half, you know, you get to the upper brackets, but that's kind of the concept. So, right. No. And, so there's nothing fair about the IRS code. It's just, just kind of how it plays out. Yeah. So I was thinking about that line you said. I was like, "There's, you know, what? How is that fair?" And I'm sure people definitely feel that way. And it's like it's the tax code. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I often mention this in a class or with clients too. But I, I'll never forget going through my master's of tax program. Mm-hmm. I think it was even the first class. The professor got up and said, "Let me tell you think something right now." He says, "When we're going through this, he says." the only place you're going to find fair in the entire IRS code is in fair market value because there's nothing fair about it. So, right. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. Um, so again, two major places that again, we know about, and I think we even expect it, but we don't really plan accordingly. Then it hits us and it can put us in a tailspin. And that's the last place you want to be when you're already an emotional wreck. So a little planning really can go a long way ahead of time. A little uncomfortable conversation with one another and your advisor can really kind of hope, you know, hopefully make that transition a much easier on the person left behind. Uh, Some other places, uh, will, uh, trusts making sure that's 
Yeah, just having all the proper documents in place, you know, wills, trusts, and beneficiary designations. I mean, there's all sorts of horror stories and sure. things weren't done right, especially if there was marriage later in life or if this is a second marriage mm-hmm. where, oops, I, you know, left my ex-spouse as my beneficiary on my pension or my company 401k plan. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, the, the designation on those plans rules. It doesn't matter what your trust says or your will or what you wanted. If you didn't make that change before you passed, that X now has whatever the pension was or the, the 401k. So you have to be very careful in, in making sure all those pieces are in place. You know, and that's yeah. part of financial planning is exactly one of the things to check off. Okay, do we have structured or, or all the different documents legally structured to make happen what you want to have happen. Well, you know, kind of check off. That's, that's a good uh, point. Do you guys have like kind of a, uh, a list, if you will, or, or kind of a, a one pager or some things that a lot of times you can give people to go through to kind of look at some of these things ahead of time. I know a lot of advisors do different little things like that to kind of say, here's some items that we should be working on or working towards, or here's some things I need yep. you to pull together. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely we have, you know, as we're starting the planning process, that list of here's what we need and, you know, the different aspects that we'll talk about as we go through it. So, okay, yeah, yep. and I think that could go a long way. And, and again, a lot of times you can get these documents from your advisor. You can say, hey, you know, get you have a little checklist we can go through on some things yep. we want to do when it comes to, you know, preparing, you know, planning for like today's topic when one of us passes. Uh, another place to insurance claims, and I guess part of this too, Phil, is. When a person does pass and, and the, the spouse, the leftover person there is trying to figure out how to deal with it, time is sometimes a factor and others not, right? So yep. sometimes you have to make some decisions quickly and other ones you can take some time with. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pieces that play into this and, and having the documents together makes it a whole lot easier. We, we actually, as part of our financial planning process, put together what we call our family estate organizer binder which is really a binder that brings together not only the financial plan, but a lot of these pieces in place to help that surviving spouse answer the question, okay, where's the insurance policies? Well, that's under this tab. You know, tab five has everything with life insurance in it. You know, pension, social security, that's under tab four. We know everything that's in there. So if there was a pension election made, you know, here it is. We know what it is. So it's just having that documentation brought together up front organized, reviewed each year to make sure everything that's, you know, changed and updated is in there, um, makes it a whole lot easier, you know, and, and speaking of kind of life insurance claims and, and, and that aspect, another piece is, you know, how am I going to pay for the funeral? You know, and that's yeah. one of those things that um, you might have a lot of money, but if it's not titled the right way and, and uh, a spouse or if it's now the second spouse has passed the kids, Mm-hmm. have to figure out, well, how am I going to pay for the funeral? I might be beneficiary on different things, but it takes weeks to months to get all that in place where the funeral home doesn't wait. They want their money today because the funeral is happening. So you have to understand and, and put those assets in place to make sure things are covered. You know, And I mean, like you said, that's not the, the time you want a surviving spouse or a child to be thinking about, oh, how am I going to pay for this? Right. You know, they're, they're mourning a loss. And mentioning the child aspect of that, you know, so, you know, and, and hopefully in, in 
the way we'd like it to happen. You know, one of us passes on. We're hopefully we've had a nice long life. Our children are fully grown, yep. kind of thing. And often they probably help mom or dad, whoever's left behind, right. uh, with some of that. So they're coming, coming. You know, they're coming in as a third party, and they probably aren't really privy to a lot of the information. So having it all together and organized and having some things really makes your job easier as well, or advisor's job, so that you can say, look, here's all the stuff, so that all the parties can be brought up to speed. Yeah, and and, I mean, again, depending on the client, we we recommend, you know, bringing in the the children at some point and and letting them know, hey, this is kind of what's going on. You know, these are the documents we have in place. This is what we'd like to have happen. Right. Um, so that they're not getting blindsided later on and, and at least knowing, okay, well, mom and dad does have a plan and it's in place and, you know, right. not how much am I going to get, but, <laughs> right. no, you yeah. know, kind of what's going on. Right. Um, yeah. Just make it easier to ha- help a, a surviving spouse or, you know, when both have passed, what does that look like? What, right. what has to be taken care of? Well, because often, you know, when we do lose the spouse, you know, obviously there's all the emotional state that we're going through. And so it's really going to be that time when your mind is not firing as, as sharply as it should. Absolutely. So, again, a little bit of time, you know, a little bit of prep time can really make a huge difference, especially on the person that you leave behind. So I would definitely say this, if you're in a situation where, you know, Phil even brought up his own, where one person's just not interested in that sort of thing too much, do them the favor, take the time, get with an advisor, work with them, put something in, in place and at least let them know who, you know, here's who you call. Here's what right. you do when X happens so that you can get through that and not make a mistake uh, that, you know, that may come back to bite them later because you're in an emotional state. So not pleasant, not a lot of fun, but certainly valuable, valuable information to share and do when it comes to working with an advisor. And so as always, folks, if you've got questions, you need help, uh, you know someone who's struggling in this arena, have them call Phil at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Don't forget to go to the website, philstaxhacks.com. And of course, you can find a lot of good information there. You can check on our past episodes. You can link to his Facebook, uh, lots of different things there. You can subscribe to the podcast while you're there on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever the case might be. And you can submit an email question to us. And we're going to finish yep. our show this week with that. So uh, we'll jump in. So if, again, if you have any questions when it comes to the, you know, the loss of a spouse or how to plan for that, definitely talk with your advisor or reach out to Phil. And uh, let's see what we got. We've got Rourke. And where was Rourke at? Rourke was over in Plymouth. And uh, Rourke says, my financial advisor, Phil, seems to do a good job of managing my investments, as far as I can tell. Uh, But we never really talk about things like Social Security, life insurance, or even a legacy plan, which are things I think are pretty important and I'd like to get some advice on. Is this typical? It feels weird. Yeah, I mean, Rourke, unfortunately it is. I mean, there's, you know, think of it like, um, phases of life you go through even for your doctors, right? I mean, the, the doctors you had when you were younger and healthy are probably different than what you have now as you start to age. And maybe you've got a cardiologist or you're, you know, seeing a, right. you know, other doctors that for other different needs that you have, you know, so same thing happens with, with financial advisors. I mean, a lot of advisors are more focused on just the, the assets, the investments, the accumulation of, you know, the plan aspect of it doesn't, really come into play as much then, although it should technically, but I mean, it's, it's not quite as important then because you're accumulating, you know, as long as you're saving the right amount, not touching the money, you know, have a plan of how much you need to save. But on the other end, when you start to look at retirement, yeah, there's a lot of pieces that play into it. Social security and pensions and legacy and taxes and all those things have to come together. 
you know, so yeah, it probably is a good time to get a second opinion of, you know, what are some of these options that I should be looking at, you know, yeah. and, and how does that all fit together? Well, and, and again, Phil, we've talked about it before. There's a difference in the types of specialities, you, if you will, of an advisor. So yep. it sounds as though Rourke might be working with more of a broker or just yep. a straight up financial advisor versus a retirement planner. Right. Uh, you know, and they may, they may do those things as well, but if they're not engaging you in the conversation, then it may not be their forte. It may not be really what they feel strong at. Get right. a second opinion. Doesn't yeah, I mean, if, if they're not bringing up these topics, it's obviously something they don't work with or they're not comfortable with, right. you know, yeah. so. And if it's important to you. And it's, it's it, it, and even if it's not important to you, it should be because well, these are true. some pretty, pretty vital pieces of your retirement. Right. So. Well, we know it's important to Rourke because he. he right, yeah, exactly. So, uh, if it's important to you, then yeah, get a second opinion. I mean, even get a third opinion. We've talked many times on the show. Yep. Uh, we've been doing the podcast now for quite a while in audio form. And now we're, of course, doing the video side as well. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with meeting with a couple of advisors to find who kind of gives you the warm fuzzies uh, right. along with has the <clears throat> credentials and all the pieces that just kind of come together. Um, you know, it's kind of like finding that, you know, that one person you really like that cuts your hair really well. You know, you might yep, go to yep. barbers or, or stylists before you find that person that you always go to because a rapport and a conversation and, and that comfort level also plays into it. Into our right. topic today, yep, when, yep. when you've lost a spouse, knowing that you've had a, a bit of a relationship with an advisor for a couple of years yes. leading up to that, I'd imagine that's got to make it a lot easier. It, it makes it a lot easier on a surviving spouse if there's this third-party relationship in place. Because, yeah. and I've had this actually happen this year. You know, oh, where yeah. we had just finished planning. Obviously, not part of the plan for the the one spouse to pass away early, but it right. did. Right. You know, but the fact that we had done the planning, counted on this, they were going to be okay. The surviving spouse, she knows she's fine, but having a plan in place. Um, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, there's still all the emotional aspects, but at least, you know, okay, we've covered this and we're going to be okay. Yeah. And those relationships can go a long way. So with that said, that's going to be our topic this week. So, you know, again, not the, not the most fun conversation to have, but very, very vital. And hopefully you learned a little something here on today's podcast. So do us a favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, ring the bell uh, to get notifications. Also, you know, on Facebook, hit the like button, whatever the case might be. You can find all of that at philstaxhacks.com. I'll have that up on the screen, philstaxhacks.com. Or you can call 248-888-7530. Before you take action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Phil. We'll talk to you next time, folks, here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management. We'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.